So we are live, brother, and uh, today we have uh, young Phoenix Manson in the house. Good afternoon, everyone. And you, you are um, a music producer. That I am. I believe. And yeah, my yeah. cousin. Just get that straight out there. Disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are related by blood. Yes. So um, this is a spiritual tradie podcast. Once and again. Yes. Basically, um, what I do is I ask people about um, how they got to where they are today. And also, I know that you may have a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. So that's also an interesting part of this. And um, I want to start off with the the straight to the, the deep shit and mm-hmm. go into your name, Phoenix. Oh, and yeah. Um, yeah, you were born dead. Yeah, I believe. that's how the story goes. Well, let's go from there. Um, I think my name was originally going to be Jack if I was a boy. It was going to be Jack? It was going to be Jack. Yeah. And then after birth complications, mm. I arrived dead and unconscious and mm. I had to be resuscitated. I was clinically dead for five minutes, I think. Mm. And then... I was resuscitated and brought back to life, and then that's how the name came about. Yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, and um, then then what happened? Um, grew up. Where'd you I grow grew up? up. Where'd you I grow grew up? up in Bondi. Yeah, Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. In the surf every day. Yeah. Just doing my thing. Love and life. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the warm weather. One yeah. thing I do miss living yeah. in Melbourne now. Yeah, it's a little um, bit cold sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's still lovely down here. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm. And um, so what about meditation? Did, when did you learn to meditate? Uh, when I was seven. Seven. I think. That's My a... uncle, Uncle Johnny, yeah. taught me uh, Vedic tradition, yeah. style meditation. Um, I was on, off, on and off meditation into it when I was a kid. You know, when you're a kid, it's hard to... Stick to a regular practice. Like, just for context, how old are you now? I am 18. Right, right. As we yeah. speak, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, obviously you're not beating yourself up as a six-year-old oh, for yeah. missing a meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, certainly on and off. There were certainly years where I was meditating lots and then years where I was less so. But um, found around age 15 is when I started taking it seriously yeah. through high school and it really helped me. Just keep level-headed and just, you know, yeah. eyes on the prize. Do you have any, do you have any um, experiences that you'd care to share that kind of made you think, well, this is kind of cool or anything like that or oh, just, just life? Just how, how, oh, I don't know. It's just <laughs> like everything runs like a smooth oil machine Yeah. when you're meditating and you're in the flow Yeah. and when you're out of the flow. It's quite the opposite. It's a bit rocky. Yeah, it gets very rocky. So, yeah, um, yeah it's always good to be in the flow and just mm. keep evolving and doing your thing, you know. Yeah. Especially yeah. as a creative, like in a creative industry, yeah, it helps a lot. Keep, keep Being able great. to just like channel the creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Get the flow going. Yeah, 100%. So, um, then what about high school then? Like, um Obviously, you mustn't have finished very long ago. Yeah, I um, to be honest, I did enjoy certain elements of high school. It's easy um, to say once you've left, isn't it? 
Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> it's much easier. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, a small friendship group, and I was pretty focused on just doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Didn't put too much attention and effort into school. Yeah. Um, and then it just got to a point. Like I moved to Melbourne when I was 15 mm-hmm. and picked up Ableton, which is a music production software, yeah. and started making beats around 15. And by the time I got to year 11, it was like I basically said to everyone that I'm not going to do schoolwork or homework. Yeah. I'm going to make beats full time <laughs> and just have dive 100% in, see where it takes me. Yeah. Um, I would just sit in class looking for samples to flip yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. go home and make beats. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I, I just, there was a, a switch that flicked. Yeah. Um, it was actually after a meditation, I woke up and I was like, it's very clear to me now. I've, I was put on this world to make music and to share my music with other people. Yeah. And I just decided that's it. I'm going 100% in. Yeah. And I think it was two weeks later, I went to an open day and um, Abbey Road Institute open day. Yeah. And the um, principal at the time there, I had a chat to her and she said, look, you can come in for an interview and we're like, we don't you." The age limit's usually 18, but we're thinking of maybe taking an exception. Yeah. Um, And I went in, and two weeks later, I left high school and went into an advanced diploma of technical music production, which I was over the moon about. Yeah, But I got to skip year 12 (laughs) and do this full-time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And you are soon about to release an EP. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny because I remember now, like two years ago, mm. coming down here and you were like cutting different records together. And yeah, like, yeah. Sort of very, um, very amateurish, mm. but very, obviously very passionately mm, mm. putting different sounds together and making these very. And you, this style hasn't changed at all. Like it's always been from your heart. Like yeah, your yeah. style is it's very. I call it smooth because yeah. it's like. <laughs> It's got, got the mood, but it's so smooth and it's just, it's all there, you know? I uh, appreciate that. Yeah. And it's, uh, every time I hear your, your beats, like you've definitely bucked, like with what you're putting out now, you've bucked the trend in like in a big way. Like, mm. you know, if you had have just made some, whatever, whatever's trending right now, yeah, it yeah. would have been some trap beats or yeah. something like that. And like, there's nothing wrong with trap beats or something yeah, like yeah, that, but they're, yeah. they're sort of like. Yeah, you know, it's hot you, at the moment. Yeah, but and you found your, like what you like and what resonates with you. Yeah, and that was definitely a big crossroads I faced when I was, because I was at uni doing full-time music production and I was like, all right, I've got to drop my first project. Is it going to be like really current, what's going now? And I just ride that wave. Yeah. Um, And just do that and work with all the artists that are coming up in Melbourne now or do I do something completely original that's going to have a bit more longevity. Mm. Um, as a, yeah, I was quite caught between those two uh, streams of thought. And then I, I was just like, I was thinking about Stevie Wonder. I was listening to Stevie Wonder. And yeah. I'm like, wow, this song is like, 
was recorded a while ago and it's still as relevant as ever and it's timeless, you know, a yeah, lot of yeah. Stevie stuff is timeless. Yeah. And I was like, that that's 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 really appealing to me is to make art that's original yeah. and that lasts because it is, you know, of quality and yeah, it's yeah. not just riding the wave, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty cool too that you'd be able to pick that up and then you stuck to your guns with that. And yeah, and it was kept, a bit of... Kept yeah. Your, yeah. But I, in a way, I think too, knowing you, I don't think you could have avoided that because it's just like you get... That's like you, that's your groove, you know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't sort of force something. And there were you. there were a few um, projects that I, I dived into and I collaborated with like few rappers and I got halfway through it and I was just like, this is fun. This is like, I feel like it could take me places, but like the, the direction the project's taking isn't sitting comfortably with me. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. message was putting out. It was <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't feel like it was authentic. It was like, it was a bit heavy and yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Every time I sort of went in that direction, I got a little slap on the wrist by the universe. It's like, come back. Do your thing. Yeah. 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 Big time. I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so what you sort of framed around the EP is conscious. You want a conscious ly- lyricist. Conscious yeah. Lyrics, yeah. Con- I say. Try- <laughs> yeah. Bring back that conscious rap. Cause it's like, yeah. I do want to bring positive message to like, um, not the mainstream, but like, you know, I just want to bring it to the forefront a bit because so much of pop music at the moment, mm. negative lyrics, like, mm. you know, and like... It's also in line in line with you, I guess, as well, in line with where you're coming from, mm, that mm. you want to just make sure it's an expression of you and not... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, totally. Yeah, you're not um, um, picking mm. up someone else's vibes on mm, the way yeah, through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good. And I was just thinking what what's the medium because you know you can make really positive music and it's like it's just not it's just tacky and it's a bit lame you know so i'm like what's the medium that is going to be meaningful and people are actually going to tune into and like really dig and it's like rap's cool yeah you know i grew up like listening to hip-hop and it's like i'm you know, diehard fan and there are so many people who are like hip hop heads and it's like, if you can bring the conscious element to that, I mean, there are so many hip hop artists. Yeah. Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, all fit under the title of conscious rap, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, they're not spitting shit lyrics, they're spitting, they're dropping knowledge, you know? That's where it started in hip hop. Yeah. You know, you, you go back to like Gil Scott Heron who was doing like basically spoken word. Yeah like poetry mm. straight poetry yeah over like jazz instrumentals and stuff yeah yeah and then we get to where we are now mumble rap mumble rap <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> and the thing yeah. got boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man you know yeah and it's like i want to bring back and i feel like where we're in at the world right now everything that's going on in the news yeah conscious rap yeah, has a place in this world. Yeah, I don't think you, you can say you're going to bring it back, but you oh, you can yeah. just represent like you know because the, totally. the tree is. I think of the like the tree is like growing out in all directions at once. Mm. It's going to the extreme mm. of the mumble rap mm. side and into that mm. unconscious kind of materialistic vibe. Heavy but vibes, there's also yeah. the other side of the tree that's growing deep into the conscious. Totally. Thing. Yeah, and I think I think that 
I think that it's just going to get to a point where there's going to be like, I don't know, another like counterculture revolution, <laughs> I reckon. And it's the kid, it's like my generation or the generation below me who need to really think about how much power that they can have with their art and what impact they can have. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm just trying to do my part to, I know, acknowledge that responsibility. Yeah. Just holding your own, your own, your yeah. own spot there. I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's so cool. Yeah. Like I'd love to create a movement. <laughs> like, at this current this, stage. This is, this is, this is cult leader 101. <laughs> this is how it starts, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you just worry about the music, bro. Yeah, yeah. Sort yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so it's I've, I didn't. I, we got all the way here, and I forgot to even ask you what, mm. what. So, what were your influences musically growing up then? Um. Well, maybe we should go first too, because you're you're only a young fella. Yeah. So, what were you forced to listen to as a child? Oh, um, <laughs> what did you catch without being able to argue? I don't know. I to be honest, I didn't even listen to music as a thing until I was like 15. Yeah. Like I'd never had the iPod with a thousand songs or like yeah. anything. It was like when Did, I moved didn't to have, Melbourne. Didn't have mum's tunes getting in the car or something. She'd never found a mom, CD. Mum would blast tunes at home. What kind of tunes was she playing? Like, uh, like old school stuff, like <laughs> Neo soul sort of stuff, yeah. which is a big influence in my music today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Erica Badu, Lauren Hill, Alicia Keys. Ah, see, there it is. Um, the influence is all there. Some old school hip hop. Yeah. Um, a lot of like, um, mum used to do like dancehall sort of dancing. So like a lot of, a lot of like, a lot of dancehall stuff, which yeah. is really cool. Hmm. Which now that I've grown older, I can appreciate. When I was a kid, <laughs> she would play the same song like, 50 times just choreographing a dance to it and yeah. i was like so over it but it's now enough. it's like yeah yeah that whole yeah and what about now like what about since 15 what were you sort of inspired to listen to then um, what were you caught by then well i went through the, the kids who are hanging out with were really into odd future which was like a rap group out of la mm-hmm. um and tyler the creator and all of all of that group which is funny because I was like, you know, I feel like a lot of teenagers in my generation go through the odd future phase. Yeah. And then I sort of mellowed out a bit and uh, picked up the sax again. Yeah. And started listening to more like jazz, um, bit of funk, like bossa nova. I went through a massive bossa nova phase, mm-hmm. which is like that Brazilian jazz. Yeah. A bit of like samba, funk, like all mixed in. It's like cool, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a big influence too. Mm. Mm. And so, um, do you want to talk talk about the the EP and um, yeah, how, how um, what's the process of building an EP? What's that like? Yeah, that's uh that's an ever changing question. Actually, <laughs> even in the past ten years, that process has changed so much. Yeah, like. I don't know. I was watching um, I was watching a documentary on um, Tom Petty actually today, and the way it used to work back in his day was to have the studio equipment to record an album or an EP. Mm. 
the only people who could afford to build a studio like that and have all the gear in there were labels, massive, massive labels. Yeah, and now it's sitting in your bedroom, right? Now it's like, <laughs> like what I did was I worked six months at a Mexican shop, got like two grand, and mm. I've got a fully functional home studio that's soundproofed and everything just yeah. off that money, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love it because yeah. I'm not forced by busting something acts of studio time yeah can just sit in there and like you know do my thing create create yeah create comfortably i know know the feeling man i've probably spent oh thousands of hours yeah 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 yeah. just not even being anything serious just yeah just stuffing around yeah yeah Yeah. letting it flow totally yeah um so the process it's an interesting process it's Mm. a lot of fun so what what's your what was your process like um get it, putting it together? Yeah, yeah. So um hmm. So I looked at all my influences and were like sonically what creates that. So I thought, you know, late eighties, early nineties, rap and hip hop and that R and B sort of vibe. It was all done on analog equipment. So I went out and I was like Right, what what where do I want the drums from? I want them from like Akai MPC ancient drum machine that you have to boot up and put a floppy disk in it and then sample <laughs> your drums off vinyl. Yeah, yeah. So I bought that, saved up and bought that for the drums. Yeah. Um I didn't want to sample in this EP cuz I came from my roots were in sampling. Yeah. Old like jazz vinyls and making beats out of that. Mm. But I wanted to show like um, maybe a bit more musicianship. Yeah. Especially with live shows, I didn't want to just be like banging out pads on the drum machine. I wanted to be playing my sax and all that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I bought a Yamaha DX7, which is like a classic 80s synth. Yeah. <laughs> that um, really cheesy 80s sounds. But yeah, um, I bought that for the chords and then for the bass sound, I have another synth. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I bought all those. And then I I just sat down and was like, all right, I'm going to have six tracks. These are my influences. I'm just going to get stuck into it. Started composing. Started composing, started working away. And um, I, like... It was amazing mm. having the facilities at our uni at the time. Yeah. Like, at Abbey Road, they have a recording space. Like Abbey Road's a sister studio to Abbey Road in London. Yeah, so Abbey Road in London started Abbey Road Institute mm. and has campuses in, if I'm not mistaken, Paris. There's one in Italy. There's one in Germany. There's one in Melbourne. Um... And yeah. yeah, so I went to the Australian one uh-huh. and they have an analog studio, yeah. which has like a massive 32 channel API analog desk, mm-hmm. all this outboard gear. And then they have the digital studio, which is also really cool and a lot of fun. Yeah. But um, I wanted the EP to have that consistent old school feel and yeah. vibe. So, so you I used, used all analog, hundred yeah, percent. Right. No, <laughs> not one sound was made on the computer. Yeah, everything was made using the analog gear, and it was recorded and arranged in the computer. Yeah. Um, 
but no sample packs, none of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I mixed it all on the um, API analog desk. Yeah. And ran it through all the old school preamps and like like the bass. I like drove it like really hot yeah, <laughs> through yeah, the yeah. um through the preamps so it sounds like really gritty and old school. Mm-hmm. Um and then I got once the EP was completed and I recorded all the vocalists, edited it, mixed it, all of that, I sent it off to Ben Feggins at Studios three oh one for a master, he's a mastering engineer, masters for Flume and all the future classic guys, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And um he ran it through his mastering chain, which was all analog. Mm. So beginning to end. And then I'm, I'm doing a, a release of 50 cassettes. <laughs> so, That's so uh, cool. I sort of, How do I get one of those? Uh, they are going to be on my band camp <laughs> if you're interested. I have to get one of those. They are currently in transit. Yeah, They're right. made, printed, and they're in a box. Yeah. From Do you, does anyone have Canada. a cassette player we can borrow? <laughs> yeah, I my friend actually has a car. We've, we've been bumping some cassettes. Yeah, right. But um, in his yeah, car. Yeah, in his car. Well, how old is his car? Oh, older than him. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Way older. It'll be like nineteen yeah, eighties. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, cassettes are a big thing in the lo-fi hip-hop community at the moment, which is a very interesting yeah. resurgence. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're a shelf. They're a novelty shelf yeah, yeah. item. They Absolutely. You open yeah, them yeah. up and they've got the track listing on the sleeve on the inside yeah. and they come in crazy colours. Oh, you've got to have the nostalgia though. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah, but most of the kids who own these tapes weren't born when tapes are around. True, man. It's true, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. I mean, yeah, you look so, at the vinyl resurgence. Yeah. It's Melbourne, not going to be the same though. Like, There's no way yeah. tapes are making that resurgence. No, like, they, yeah. VHS is not coming back next that week. That is true. <laughs> But Melbourne, interesting fact, Melbourne's not only the biggest consumer of vinyl, but the biggest producer. Yeah, right. Most vinyls in the world produced today are made mm. in Melbourne. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it's definitely a hipster niche. We're groovy down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you um, did all the mastering um, on analogue as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I sent it off to Ben Feggins. He mm-hmm. did the mastering on the analogue. So, yeah, it's a very warm... Warm sounding record. Mm-hmm. And you're going to release that on um, on the digital platforms? Yeah, so my single is currently on all the digital platforms. And that's called Thursday. Thursday, yeah. featuring Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte Adele, mm-hmm. who is amazing yeah. on the vocals. Cool. She is an absolute angel. It's a good song. Oh, thank you, man. Mm. I appreciate that. Um, so that's on... Streaming on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, yep. the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've released it under your name, Phoenix Manson? Yeah, Phoenix Manson. Yeah. Um, and it's on Bandcamp too. Yeah. Buy it. Yeah. Name your price. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've designed a bunch of merch that's coming in the next some two t-shirts. weeks. Got some t shirts. Do you say tees? Just tees. Phoenix Manson tees, <laughs> Phoenix um, Manson bumper stickers. I got some bumper stickers. Yeah, got, don't let me got forget. Phoenix I got to give Manson you stickers, fridge magnets. Not yet. That's tempting. It's coming. That's coming. <laughs> it's in the works. No. What's a retro? What's a retro bit of merch we can bring back to go with the analog tapes? Hmm. I can't think. Or maybe like a half hat. 
<laughs> or the the badges, the like a what, little like a, pin, like pin a badges. Brooch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What mm. else? And stuff. What else? What else? You gonna so you releasing the EP? Releasing the EP. When is that coming out? What's the date? The eleventh of the eleventh. Uh-huh. Not that I planned that to be that, but November the 11th yep. was the only availability the venue had. So we're like, we'll rock that <laughs> yeah. and base the digital release around that. Yeah. Um, next Thursday is the single launch party. Yes. Where Spiritual Trady himself is going to be dropping a verse or two. What? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. For those who don't know, Spiritual Trady is also a very enlightened, talented MC. Oh, Who dropped a verse or two on the EP? On the EP, so I did. How was yeah. the collaboration process? I'm flipping it back on you. The collabor, I can't even speak now. So you put me <laughs> under the pressure. Yeah, collaboration process. It was good, man. We just uh, kicked it and uh, put some put some lyrics on your beautiful beats. Yeah, thank you, man. And uh, yeah, man, it was like it's good. Exactly what I had in my mind. Well, that's good because that's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. it was good. It's good fun. And it's probably good practice for me to uh, slow down. I'm more used to playing around with sort of more yeah, hectic yeah. beats and a more violent kind of um, tone. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it's it's very much in line with where I'm at right now. It's yeah, insane, yeah. that kind of stuff mm. on some on some conscious beats, man. Mm. So, mm. yeah, no, it was good. And I've heard a few of your other tracks too, and I love all of them. Ah, oh, thanks, man. So, um, yeah, I can't, can't wait to get it out so I can... Um, get that tape and put it in my Blast CD it. player and see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. So that's so you're going to launch the uh, launch the launch. Where at? At Horse Bazaar, which is a little nice, cute little bar that sells Japanese food and, and that's, has that's on the on the twentieth of October. On the nineteenth, actually. The nineteenth of October. Yeah, it will be the twentieth if you stay past. Midnight. Right. But, uh, yeah, it starts on like nine o'clock. On a Thursday? On the Thursday. Yeah. You'll be dropping your stuff on the nine, at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the Thursday. So yeah. Thursday. Single launch party on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the actual full release. Is on the, the 11th, 11th of November. 11th. Yeah. We're having a, at the Maitre Center. Oh, at yeah. the moment. Swan Street. Swan Street. Little warehouse in Swan Street. Yeah. Um, that's going to be pretty crazy. We've got some, like, we got, like, some, <laughs> we bought a projectile. Yeah. And, um, dye and mineral oil. Yeah. And it's, I watched this thing. It was amazing. I, like, so want to do Have you tried this thing show. yet? No, we have all of the kit, but we haven't done it yet. Oh, all right. <laughs> but basically, it's like a, it's like a... You have this glass dish on the projector. Yeah. You put different colors in, and because they're sitting on oil, they swirl, and then you project that onto the, the wall, wall. Yeah. Behind me. So it's while super I'm playing. psychedelic. Super then. psychedelic. Yeah. Some Pink Floyd, <laughs> you know, sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, visual elements definitely a big part of the show, I reckon. Yeah. And I wanted to, yeah, have a bit more than the white wall. Yeah. I have a lot cool, of, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, super cool. But make sure it works for you before you go. Yeah, well, I think we're going to video it and then play the video of the projection. Oh, we're so going to play uh, around. But it'll actually be digital then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. You just don't want to get there on the night and be like, I saw this thing on YouTube and yeah, then it turns it out to be a complete then, but... scam. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to have a bit of play around with it yeah. this weekend. Sick. And then, so, obviously, because, like, you know, you always got to be thinking about the next thing. Mm. What's next after the EP? Just going to enjoy enjoy playing some tunes? Yeah. How, well, often, do, how often do you get out and gig and, and stuff like that at the well, moment? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a cycle thing. I, as an artist, it's like, or I've found, I'm sure there are <coughs> artists who have just the stamina to write and play and go all in. Yeah. <coughs> but, um, I find I, I take like six month period of just writing and mixing and just going all in, just like. You know, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. bunker, just making, yeah. crafting. In the lab. And then there's a six-month period where I just play yeah. and blast the live show. So how often do you get out and show your stuff in public these um, days? I haven't in the past four months, maybe. Yeah. But before that, um, there's at least two shows a month, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just playing it like all of the like lo-fi hip-hop nights around Melbourne, all mm-hmm. the just like, yeah... Melbourne's scene is great for that stuff. So you, do you have plans to ramp it up a bit more once you release the EP? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do a few solo shows around Melbourne, and then it would be awesome if I could land like a support act slot for a slightly bigger artist who's doing either a Victoria tour or a national tour or something. Oh, world That's, tour, whatever. World... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just... <laughs> Yes, so, um, yeah, so then you just get to enjoy having it finished and mm. being able to, yeah. being able to like breathe a bit yeah, after totally. being underwater for that long. Yeah. Yeah. And just being able to make something, yeah. like have the time to just make a new beat. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it's like, I found with the EP writing process, it's like, the first four months were dope because I was just making beats and just getting ideas down. And then after that, you have your stems. It's probably like another three months of mixing mm. and then doing mixes of mixes and just like getting <laughs> like, just like, oh, the compression on the snare just needs to be like. Yeah, yeah. Fine tuning. different. Yeah. You get, that, you get that OCD yeah. producer brain starts listening to it. And organizing all of the feature artists and the time they need to record and getting them back in to do overdubs. and Yeah. So, yeah, I would say pure creative writing of music is probably 40%, if even, of the EP process. Uh, I guess you could call mixing creative and, like, editing vocals creative, but it it feels like work. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's more the... um, the creative stuff feels like it's over in the first five minutes. Yeah. And the rest of it's mopping it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The li- life of a music producer is actually, a small yeah. percentage is actually in the door producing music. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any desire to produce other artists? Or at this stage, you haven't thought about that? Oh. Like a band? Would you like to produce a band? Well, as a part of my uni, my final uni assignment, I had to... I had to choose a band, find them, have a pre-production meeting to talk about what instruments they're going to have. Um, I got three reference tracks from them of what they would like to sound like. Yeah. And um, I booked the separate sessions 
and ran it like a full production process where I recorded all of them and then I went back and mixed it and went through that whole process and that was really fun. That really threw me out of my comfort zone because I'm I'm into like all producing in the box, mm. in software. Yeah. And then to go to where it's completely like completely acoustic. Yeah. Where it's just like drums, bass, guitar, vocals on an analog mixing desk. Yeah. Like so you not can't looking see at any a screen. Not, yeah, right. Um well was recording into Pro Tools, but it's like Yeah. You're on the desk doing like physical EQing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um and I'm yeah, I mean that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um and that's probably something I'd do separate to Phoenix Madison as an artist. Yeah, 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 for sure. And more yeah. work yeah. and more yeah. But yeah, I mean mm. yeah. Just whatever comes at the moment. Yeah, totally. Yeah, cool. Totally. Well, bro, we've been talking for half an hour now. Hmm. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, we'll wrap it up, eh? Yeah, sure. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? Or do you have like a... Wait, first of all, mm-hmm. the question I was supposed to ask you when you come on the start of the podcast was, <laughs> yeah. if you could be any dinosaur, what dinosaur would you choose? It's a big question. I mm. used to be mad into dinosaurs as a kid. Yeah. Um... Man. Rattle some off, man. Like you got, uh, like you, you got, got like Stegosaurus, Stegosaurus, Triceratops, Triceratops, some T Rex action. You got some Velociraptor. Definitely got some of them. You got like oh, I was always a fan of like the pterosaurs, which are, like the flying ones. I sort of had that in mind, pterodactyl kind yeah, of thing. Pterodactyl, yeah, pterodactyl. Yeah. 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 And some... then if you go a bit, a bit like, a bit more into the future, they're like the megalodons, which are those massive sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty dope. Gonna pick, you want to be a megalodon? I reckon. All right, you got the megalodon. The massive. All right, the massive shark. That's your pick. Yeah. All right, how do we find, how do we get in touch with your music and your, uh, people want to find out your information to follow along? So on social media. Yeah. Phoenix Manson on Facebook, Phoenix Manson on Instagram. Yeah. On Bandcamp, it's Phoenix Manson. You could, all my merch is on there or will be on there soon. Um, yeah. All my music's available um, on Spotify, Apple Music, all the digital streaming services. Cool. Phoenix Mountain. Sweet as, and you can check that out. It'll all be launched, all be on live online from the 11th of the 11th, mm-hmm. 17. Mm. So if you are listening in uh, 2020, it's already up there, guys. All right, man. Thanks so much for coming over. Thank you for and, the uh, opportunity. Not a problem really at all. It. It's been good fun. Cheers, bro. Likewise.